All right, so thanks for those WhatsApp voice notes. Uh, the first one uh, in response to the news of the acting Mpumalanga NPA uh, head, that is Advocate Metric Lepondo, who's now uh, been arrested facing these allegations of corruption, uh, of apparently trying to bribe a police officer, you know, offering him 5,000 rand and a bottle of whiskey to make a case go away. It's absolutely unbelievable, especially, uh, you know, the kind of allegations being leveled against such a senior member of the National Prosecuting Authority. So um, he was arrested, but this matter, I tell you what, is far from over. You can expect developments on this story within the coming days and weeks. Well, let's continue here. I was talking about the Public Petroleum Product Act Compliance Forum. Joining me uh, for this conversation is the Managing Director of the Liquefied Petroleum Gas Association of South Africa. That's Khadibulai Diklavi. And um, Vishal Primlal, who is the National Director of the South African Petrol Retailers Association. Um, Khadibulai, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. And thank you so much for being part of this conversation. Vishal. Thank you for the invitation. Sure. Good, good morning, Kathy and uh, uh, Khadi, and, uh, and to all the listeners. Thank you very much for having me on the show again. It's a pleasure to have you on. Firstly, let's just talk about this Public Petroleum Product Act Compliance Forum. Khadibulaya, what are we talking about here? Um, so, Kathy and your listeners, uh, here we're talking about an, uh, petroleum and gas industry coming together uh, forming uh, a bond or a support mm. uh, with the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy um, and uh, tackling the non-compliance or illicit trading that we have seen um, taking over this industry over the, 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 the past years. This is a collaboration that is very much well uh, welcomed by the industry uh, at large. And um, we, we, we really do look forward to tackling this problem head on uh, as a collaborative st- stakeholder. Mm. Vishal, perhaps y- your own view here in terms of this forum and the work it can do? Okay, yes, thank you, uh, Cathy. You know, the problem, the problem that we experience at the moment is far and wide, and we've observed uh, a significant increase, more so through the uh, COVID pandemic, you know, of illicit and illegal trading activity. Mm. Uh, from evidence available, we understand that the problem is rife in the entire petroleum value chain uh, and does require much needed and continuous attention to bring a level of control, uh, which is, you know, where the compliance forum was born. Khadibulai, mm. talk to us about these issues of compliance that you say that you've been noticing and perhaps in a very practical sense that uh, many of us as South Africans may be able to identify and to know when a, a product or service is not fully compliant as they need to be. Okay. So, Kathy, uh, I think I will speak more on the um, LPG uh, side and Vishal will speak on the fuel side. Sure, sure. So on the LPG side, one of the biggest issues that we are facing is what we call as illegal or unsafe filling of cylinders. Mm. Uh, this is where illegal traders fill another brand cylinder without authorization, uh, thus putting the safety or associated with that use of that cylinder at risk. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's safe for me to tell you that the end result may be catastrophic for the end user. 
just to bring so, it back so, to the law. Yeah. So, so just to understand before you move on. So effectively, this is if I have a, a gas container for w- one particular brand, but when I do the refill, it's refilled at another brand that p- provides gas. Are you saying that that is illegal, that that should not be happening? So maybe let me put it into perspective for mm. you. So as a user, uh, you take your 9 kg cylinder, mm. right? Uh, you go to a nearest service station or a nearest gas dealer. Uh, what they will do for you is ex- exchange the cylinder, not mm. immediately fill it yes, uh, for yes, you. Yes. Uh, and then that is a, a, a program that's called a cylinder exchange program uh, within the industry. But there's also a set of places in other areas where you have um, uh, what we call filling plants, uh, where they will fill different sizes of cylinders. Uh, there is an agreement or a commercial agreement uh, which basically safeguards really the safety of use of that cylinder between many players uh, to say, um, with your permission, I will fill your cylinder, uh, but... I know that I have to adhere to the safety protocols uh, as set out in the Occupational Health and Safety Act. And uh, if an illegal cylinder does that without that uh, agreement in place, um, we call that an illegal cylinder mm. or illegal distribution of a cylinder because now the safety of that cylinder is no longer safeguarded by anybody mm. uh, because everybody is operating without any agreement. Mm, mm, okay, that that's it. Is that that makes it quite easy to understand? And what is the legislation in the in this regard? So uh, really, the under the, the the this activity of of illegal filling is really prohibited under the the pressure equipment uh, regulations uh, of two thousand and nine. As I said earlier, it, it's referenced in the Occupational Health and Safety Act, and um, you are not supposed to 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 fill somebody's cylinder. Uh, because you do not um, have the safety history of that cylinder. Mm-hmm. At some point, uh, a cylinder uh, needs to be uh, refurbished, needs to be serviced. Uh, sometimes it needs to be discontinued. The use of it needs to be discontinued. So if you do not have the history as a filler of, of that um, cylinder, you are unable to do that and you are risking uh, the, 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 the consumer's uh, life uh, regarding um, the use of the cylinder. Okay, and we'll come. Uh, we'll get to the issue of what are the consequences of the non-compliance that has been taking place and that you've been seeing. But Vishal, speak to me about the petroleum end of things. All right. Okay. Uh, there's a number of uh, should I call them infractions that are taking place in the petroleum space. Mm. Uh, I think the key ones that we we are focusing on right now. Uh, are the huge diesel price discounts, uh, the mixing of paraffin and or other products with diesel, which is, you know, basically diesel adulteration, uh, the selling of ULP 93 at the price of ULP 95 to unsuspecting retailers, mm-hmm. uh, operating without a valid license, and I think that's, that's, that's one of the key issues, uh, wholesalers not being in compliance with their licensing conditions, uh, sites being developed and trading without licenses, and of course, the illegal import and export of petroleum products. Uh, that's just, you know, a short list of, of, of some of the key issues. Um, and there's more, you know, as, as, as the, the forum is developing, we're finding more and more mm. uh, issues being presented through the various, you know, platforms. Mm. Vishal, 
the, the issues that you've mentioned are not things that an ordinary person driving into a filling station is necessarily preoccupied about as they're about to refill uh, their, their vehicles um, or, you know, to, to get on with their day. How do we as consumers become involved in this process and what are the things that we need to look out for so that we know when we're being shortchanged? Uh, that's a very good question, and, and hence, you know, the, the drive, should I say the consumer awareness drive and industry awareness drive that we've embarked on, uh, you know, to create a level of awareness around this. You know, the reality is economic pressure on consumers continues to mount as we move through the COVID challenges. Mm-hmm. Looking for a quick saving on fuel might, might appear to be the perfect solution. However, your car is not designed to operate on products where the integrity of the product is compromised. Mm. You know, this only leads to long-term problems and costly repairs, uh, consequently taking a consumer uh, further into economic distress. So I I guess the best advice I would give you is if it looks too good to be true, it probably is. Start looking out for the warning signs. You know, pricing of fuel that may be way below what the average is. Uh, There has to be something that's not right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, don't don't assume that what you're putting into your car is actually the correct product. Mm. All right, we're going to continue our conversation with Khadibulaye Diklabi, who's managing director of the Liquefied Petroleum Gas Association of South Africa, and Vishal Primlal, who is the national director of the South African Petrol Retailers Association. And I'll also take a couple of calls um, after this. Of course, the number to use this morning zero double one seven one four two. Here, there, and everywhere. SAFM 105 FM in It's just eight minutes before we get to 11 o'clock and Utsile Sago will, of course, be uh, giving us the latest news update. Right now, we're looking at the Public Petroleum Product Act Compliance Forum. And it's a forum that has merged the Liquefied Petroleum Gas Association of South Africa, the petrol retailers, as you've heard, under the Minerals and Energy Department. And they're all pushing to ensure that there is compliance in the sector. They're warning about illegal trading that has been uh, taking place that is affecting both sectors in significant ways and interesting uh, that earlier one of our guests was saying that we've seen this increase as a result of the COVID-19 pandemic and Radubulai perhaps you can speak to us more about that the role of, of, of COVID and do you think that it's directly with the fact that people have been so financially constrained um, Kathy, I wouldn't want to place blame on COVID as such, mm. uh, though obviously we saw uh, with many people being home um, the increase of, of, of these activities uh, happening because uh, now many people were using, uh, like in our case, LPG mostly uh, for, for their cooking and for their heating uh, of space. This problem has been around for, for many years. I'm only two months into LPG association, mm-hmm. um, but I know of the problem that it has been existing for many years, and it has put many lives in in in, um, in danger all all around the country. Mm-hmm. All right, let me go to let me quickly go to the phone lines. Aisha, you're calling us from Uppington. Good morning. Morning, Cassie, and Hi. good morning to you, Kesh, and mm. to the listeners. 
I'm glad you're back, Kathy. You know, you are touching on something that I was thinking about last month when, when I had to buy gas. Mm. I would like to know from them why gas goes up every month, firstly. And last month it went up a whole six rand, Kathy. And why the different gas shops have different prices. Mm, 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 mm. It's a very and, good and, question, and, Aisha. And it's not a little bit, Kathy. It's a significant it's a, price, yeah, yeah. At the one shop, it's, it's 250. At the other one, it is 270. I mean, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Everything is going up. Mm. Aisha, stay on, stay on the line. I'm going to ask um, Khadibulai to try and tackle that question for you. Okay. Mm. Mr. Tlabi? Um, so, Aisha, um, sorry if I'm pronouncing your name incorrectly. Um, no, I don't have a problem. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, without really knowing the areas that you are in, I can't really advise you on what the price um, uh, should be at this moment in your area. I think, Kathy, for your members, it's important for, to us to let them know that the price of LPG in particular is regulated at, uh, at, the, retail play, at the retail space. And it is it's important for members or for your listeners to know that um, there are places like uh, the Central Energy Fund or the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy website where they can find the prices applicable for their areas. I will leave my contact details uh, at the, towards the end or with your producers so that you can give the people the numbers and we can look into the areas that they are in and see if they are being charged fairly prices. They, this is another part of, 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 of unfair practices that we see rising in the in the industry, uh, sometimes by legit people, sometimes by not legit people. So we mm-hmm. never get to know until we get calls like this from consumers telling us they are being charged what, they, what seems like an excessive price. Uh, the price is regulated in South Africa, um, for, so you shouldn't be paying more than you should pay uh, with regards to LPG. And we'll be glad to, 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 to share any knowledge that we have on that one. All right. Thanks Thanks for that. Aisha? Yes, now I am happy about that. Get the details, Cassie, so I can... Sure. I can get it. Thank you. We'll do that. We'll do that. Thank you so much for uh, calling in today. Uh, Norma in Johannesburg, good morning. Good morning, Kathy. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Go for it. I wanted to ask a question from the MD of the Alpidas Association, you said. Um, And I wanted to find out what are, how do I, as a gas user, identify that my cylinder may be compromised? Okay, that's a very good question, Noma. Um, Khadibulai? So, thank you very much, Noma, for that question. Uh, How do you identify um, an illegally filled cylinder? It's actually quite simple. So when you go and buy your cylinder, you know that it's uh, on the cap, uh, on the valve where you turn it on, uh, there is a seal. It's supposed to be sealed right? Uh, so when you look at that shrink wrap seal uh, and it has a logo in it, that logo must match the cylinder, the logo on the cylinder bottle itself. Uh, for example, I'm not going to name companies. Uh, if it says Kathy uh, Gas, for example, mm-hmm. the bottle should say Kathy Gas and the cylinder wrap itself must say Kathy Gas. If it's clear and, uh, or that shrink wrap is clear, or it's just written LP gas, 
there is a high chance that it's, it's, um, it is illegally filled. And you, you do have the right as a consumer to decline that purchase and go elsewhere, take so your business elsewhere. Must it have a wrap? It must be sealed. It's okay. important when you buy your cylinder that that sealing is there, that shrink wrap sealing, seal mm. is there, uh, because that's part of the safety protocols. Okay. Noma? Oh, good. Uh, thank you so much. Just the last question. Mm. Um, uh, where, where do I, as a consumer, report um, people that are uh, exchanging these cylinders that are not according to the law? So we work hand-in-hand with the Department of Employment and Labor, but we also work hand-in-hand with the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. Uh, So you can, uh, I I will give the contact details towards the end, uh, the email addresses and the phone numbers that you can call when you identify this. But we please uh, ask your listeners, Kathy, Mm -hmm. not to approach uh, the people selling illegal, um, you know, cylinders or illegally filled cylinders because um, you, don't, you never know the danger that they may put themselves in. It's just for them to either report it to SEPS or report it to, uh, to the LPGSA, and I will give the contact details at the, at the later stage. All right. Thanks for that. Uh, Butana, very briefly, you want to talk about Brief- Yeah, briefly. <laughs> Too good to be true. That statement doesn't go uh, far enough to educate me. If I, I, I buy the petrol at a huge discounted price, at a reputable uh, 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 brand, am I be cooked there or what? Okay, Vishal? Sorry, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that question. So, it so, came so to very unclear. Yeah, so he's asking specifically about when a price of petrol uh, is reduced. When can a consumer know when it is in fact too good to be true? Are there particular margins that we're working within here? Okay, fantastic, and and and, and a good question. Uh, so the difficulty that you have is different uh, magisterial district zones have different pricing based on you know a number of factors. That pricing you would see typically in your area. Uh, now, I'm just going to use an example. Uh, you know, a filling station one may have 93 priced at, at 17 rands a litre, and filling station two would have the same price, and so on and so on. So the average dictates in the area. If the average is way below, uh, you know, or if someone's retailing it way below the average, then you know that there's something inherently wrong. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the first telltale sign. Unfortunately, that's the only gauge. Because of the number of magisterial district zones and the different pricing that exists between those zones, the best way to do it is look in your area, right? If, if you're finding something two rand or three rand below the list price, clearly there's a problem, All right. right? And one, they need to be mindful of that. All right. So what I'll do is that I'll send you both back to our producers. You can leave the details um, that our listeners can use to report uh, what they suspect to be illegal behavior and perhaps people who also have more questions around the compliance matters. And I'll, I'll read those out after the latest 11 o'clock news update.